This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's that at the foot of my bed? It's spooky and kooky, I'm pretty sure it's dead It's coming this way, wait a minute, hey, I'm ghosted! I was Fernandez Please Hey, boo! It's me, Roz, and welcome to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez, the podcast where I like to talk to people that I like about the paranormal. Oh, these people on the show today, I really like. They've been on many times. By now, you know them and love them. If you don't know them and what they're like when they're on this show, please, please go back and listen because... Always some of the funniest episodes ever. It's Mackenzie and Rachel. They are from a very successful podcast uh, with a title that I am never comfortable saying. It's called Two Dykes and a Mic. That's what it's called. Don't be mad at me. That's what it's called. Before that, I want to read a story that was sent to my email by Michelle. Michelle writes, Dear Roz, That's me. About 15 years ago, I was hired as a live-in residence director at a university. The building I would be overseeing was still under construction, so they temporarily housed me in an apartment in an empty dorm for the summer. At this point in my career, I had stayed in empty dorms for a few months multiple times. So the idea of being the only person living in a building that could hold over 300 people didn't make me nervous. However, from the moment I moved into that apartment, I knew something wasn't quite right. For the first week, I stayed in the apartment. I found myself falling asleep on the couch with the TV on instead of sleeping in the bedroom. Something inside me told me to stay out of there. During my second week in the apartment, I was in the shower when I heard what I thought was my blow dryer turn on. I turned off the water and threw open the shower curtain to find that indeed my blow dryer was running, but not plugged in. Huh? I closed the shower curtain again unsure of what to do. I decided to run for it. 
I threw a towel around me, ran past the still-on blow dryer, and bolted to the lobby. I stood there, wet and shivering, in my towel for a few minutes until I got the courage to at least go back up to the apartment to put some clothes on. When I went back into the apartment, it was as if nothing happened. A few days later, I finally decided to start sleeping in the bedroom. It was fine for the first few nights, but on the fourth night of sleeping in the room, I woke up to a growling noise. A low growling noise. Unsure of what I just heard, I open my eyes and I see a dark gray mass, almost like a cloud, swirling above me in bed. Like a scared five-year-old, I immediately pulled the covers over my head and started saying out loud, it's not real, it's not real. But I heard the growl again. I peeked over the covers to see the mass still there. I started praying. This was a Christian university after all. But the mass just stayed there, continuing to make terrifying sounds. I'm not sure how long this went on for. The next morning, I was talking to some colleagues when one pulled me aside. He could tell something was wrong. I told him, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm having these experiences. And I proceeded to tell him everything that had been going on since I moved in. Oh, he said, that's Mrs. McDonald. Um, what? I asked, genuinely surprised that he knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, there's stuff that's been happening in that building for years. We've even done a saging and had it blessed a few times. This was coming from a very conservative Christian man who would not believe in such things as clearing energy, so I knew he was serious. After talking to a few other people who had a history with the building, I learned that Mrs. McDonald, the major donor for the building, did not like that her portrait had been disturbed, which hung in the lobby. Over the summer, the lobby had been painted, which required her portrait to be taken down and it had not been rehung. The portrait was very large, so I couldn't put it up myself. But after that conversation, every time I came into the building, I greeted Mrs. McDonald and every evening would pop into the lobby to tell her goodnight. The paranormal activity stopped. Over the years, I told a few friends this story. Some believe me, some don't. And others think I just had a weird bout of sleep paralysis. But I know what I experienced was real, and I learned that even in the afterlife, we all deserve respect and recognition. Thank you, Michelle. Whew, that is good. That's a good one right there. And yeah, Mrs. McDonald, I mean, she's a little bit of a diva, but she said, hey, you know what? I paid for this building. That bedroom that you're sleeping in, I paid for that. That shower, me. I am Mrs. McDonald of the McDonald family fortune. Was it those McDonald? Was it McDonald? Was this Ronald McDonald's mother, Rhonda McDonald? I don't know. Maybe it was a different McDonald. Either way, the woman had money. She put it into the dorms, and she said, the very least you can do is hang my picture up. I respect it. That was a good one. Hey, I have a very exciting announcement. March 5th, Largo at the Coronet Theater in Los Angeles. I am going to be doing a live show, honey, a live ghosted. And this is going to be the biggest one I have ever had. I will be on stage with celebrity guests, some favorites of yours. I have a lot up my sleeve for this one. So please come to the show. I have got a link in my bio on Instagram at Roz Hernandez, or you can just go to Largo's website, which is Largo-LA.com. I'll see you there. Let's talk to Rachel and Mackenzie. We're going to get into some alien stuff. Here we go. On with the show. I don't believe it. It is time for three-time guests of the show from a very wildly successful podcast 
two hilarious comedians, she-larious comedians <laughs> that I love. Their podcast is called Two D-Words and a Mic. <laughs> it's Rachel and Mackenzie. Hello. Hi. Hi, Rosie. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us back for the hat trick. This mm-hmm. feels really right. I've never laughed harder in an introduction <laughs> than yeah. when you just said she hilarious. She hilarious. I want people to know that you yeah. guys are not just hilarious. You're she hilarious. We're she hilarious. You being on for the third time is herstory. <laughs> <laughs> Also, do you know when I was looking at my time hop, do you know what we were doing exactly one year ago? What? What were we doing? We were doing Ghosted exactly a year ago. Shut up. That is so creepy. Yeah. This exact day, one year ago. Yes. Roz. Roz. That's spooky. That's something. What are the odds? You guys are audience favorites. If anyone's new to the show and you haven't gone back, go back. You'll hear the two of them. We laugh so damn hard. And we're also friends in real life. And I feel very comfortable around you. The last time you were on, I did share with you for the first time ever (laughs) that uh, I had a ghost experience as a child that later became a viral video. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen. It was too good. That episode was the most fun I've ever had. Yeah, that was really fun. This is the only group of three that I like. I mean, we are charmed. Yes. If we aren't the power of three. Oh, my God. I was thinking the three stooges. (laughs) (laughs) We're too hot for that. We're too sexy. Yeah, we are. That's true. Um, So what's up? You guys still lesbians or what? Imagine we're like, we've actually turned straight. It's 2024. (laughs) We're done with all that gay shit. It was a phase. My dad was right. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, Roz, we're gayer than ever. I got married since the last episode. I got engaged. Yeah. Ah! I mean, things are really happening. I mean, you already know all this, Roz, but we're getting truly deeper, gayer into the gayness. I'm going to go full gay (laughs) by the end of this year. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so fun. Well, yeah. I'd say you guys are pretty advanced when it comes to being lesbians. Oh, thank you. Um, Or... Just say, say it. it, Roz. I can't say it. I have to earn it. Why? I have to earn it. You've earned it. You've been our friend for so long. I am an ally. And as an ally, I feel like I cannot say that word because I. it's just not right. Roz, your green, thick-knit cardigan earns you the right to say <gasps> dyke. If you wear a cardigan, <laughs> if you wear a cardigan, you can say dyke. Yeah. I am Any- wearing a cardigan right now. Yeah. yeah. How crazy, too, that a year ago you were wearing that same color green. Things are just happening. I know. Things are weird. Like, it's crazy. Everyone that I know around me is like, I can't believe you're friends with Roz. Really? Yes. That feels good. Yeah, you're that bitch. You're that, like, on TV, ghost hunting hottie. Hello. Well, thank you. So has anything ghostly happened to you? Because we've heard the stories. You guys have had some great ones that you've shared Mm-hmm. It's been a year. I've given you a full 365 <laughs> days to go bring me back something good. What do you got? Something happened to us together. Yes. Recently. Recently. And Roz is involved. I forgot. Okay. Is this the one when you guys called me? It was a phone call from you. Hello. Ring, ring. Okay. Roz is on the horn. <laughs> Roz is a big phone call. I love phone calls. <laughs> Roz is always on the horn. I love the horn. Also, you're very good on the phone. You give really good bits. I feel like you're always sending voice memos if I don't answer. It's podcasting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is podcasting. Oh, you're good at it. You give great phone. Thank you. Yeah, I should really invoice people for my phone calls. It's like a cameo, basically. (laughs) Roz called me yesterday. She gave you the like a, I want to say like a three to five minute bit pretending to be a booker trying to book me on this show. Fucking funny. A bringer show. A A bringer. She was trying to book me on a bringer show. And you have to pay? Yes, of (laughs) course. And it's a $50 entrance fee. Yes. Well, first of all, it wasn't me. It was Rebecca. (laughs) Um, She's a producer that Rachel and I worked. That we all actually know. We worked for when we were younger. I I know her. You know. Yeah. But it was a big show. It was opening for Joe Coy and Deborah Vance. (laughs) 
Okay, we got to get to ghosts. We okay, got to get okay, to sorry, ghosts. Sorry. The people are going to leave. Right. Sorry. Mackenzie and I, and we all, you know, we all do travel. We all do comedy. We're in different cities. We've been to a lot of different venues around the country that are haunted. Yes. So we did a venue in Chicago, which used to be a brothel that they were like, this is haunted. Mm-hmm. And then. Okay, cool. We've done a couple. Like there was that one where, remember, we went down. They had to sneak us out the back. Yes. In Seattle. And they were like down the stairs. We went to a basement and they were like, it is also haunted back here as well. Yes. But this was a venue. The one that we're talking about. It was in like kind of the South, but East Coast South. Virginia. Yeah. Right. Isn't that East Coast South? Okay. It's not a geography (laughs) podcast. I'm on it. Okay. So we're in a green room and every staff member was like, LOL, it's haunted. You've probably heard of this place because it's haunted. And we were like, oh, we had no idea. It also (laughs) didn't look haunted. It was like not giving haunting vibes at all. Okay. I think I'm very extra sensitive to vibes, spirits, energy, energies, entities. I can sense it. And I was like, I'm not getting anything. But they kept being like, it's haunted. It's haunted. Then you call and we were telling you, they keep saying this place is haunted. Yeah, but we were just like, listen, the cobbler rocks. We're having a good time. Yeah. There's nothing haunted about this place. Mm-hmm. Roz calls. And then? Roz, we're on the phone with you. And if the door to the bathroom didn't slam S- shut. On its own. On its own. We were both sitting on a couch. The door across the room slammed shut. I mean, that's pretty good. Great timing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it freaked us out because we were about to go on stage. We're trying to make everybody LOL, Mm -hmm. right? And now we're both spooked. Well, I feel like the thing is your guts always know when you're like, that was for sure somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, that was somebody. (laughs) It was because with the force, it slammed so hard. Yeah. So fast. It couldn't have possibly been like the AC turned on. No. Or wind or yeah. No, 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 no. And it wasn't just like a jar. It was the door fully was fully open. open. The door was like wide open. That ghost had to go bad. Yeah. <laughs> that ghost needed privacy. It had the nachos and chicken wings at that club and said, move. Just putting on a show. The ghost was like, oh, Roz is here. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be featured on a podcast. The ghost wanted a little bit of limelight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I've noticed from the ghost experiences that I've had that are most convincing to me is I literally think it's a human. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, someone just walked past me or whatever. And then I look and there's nobody there or whatever it is. It always feels like it's an actual human. It doesn't feel like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was spooky. I feel like sometimes a ghost will try to like make a point to be like, oh, you think that there's nothing here? Guess what, bitch? I'm slamming a door. Yeah. Maybe we go in more skeptical. Yeah. I also just had a ghost one recently. Here we go. I was sitting in my morning coffee. Okay. I'm watching like Natalia Grace Speaks. Mm -hmm. I'm like really getting into it. Don't get me started on Natalia Grace Speaks. (laughs) You guys are the same person. I know. My queen, Natalia Grace. I know. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm watching and then my lights are off because I have plenty of light coming in from the outside. I see my like office light turn on Mm -hmm. and then turn off. Immediately I'm like, that's fucking weird, but it, was, it wasn't it was scaring me. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't getting the vibe of like somebody was trying to fuck with me. It felt more like somebody was like, I'm here. I recognized it. I literally like Snapchatted. I was like, somebody just turned my light on and then it turned off. And I was like, okay, weird. And your light was off. Yeah, all the lights were off and it turned itself on. Like basically spooky. fucking waved at me and was like, yoo-hoo, turned off. I'm like back to Natalia Grace. I'm locked in. Then a light on the other side of the room. Same exact timing. It's on. It holds for just a second. A like kind little wave and then turns back off. And I was like, that's... I've never heard of a light, like if it's in the off position, coming on. Right. How are we doing that? Well, and I'm glad that you guys are here because I'm looking at a picture behind you of you guys with tool belts on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I'm assuming that you guys know a bit about electricity I know a lot about electricity. Okay. Okay. You could fix wiring. I've taken a class. That kind of thing would not happen? It's unlikely. Yeah. Okay. Like if you have a power surge or something where lights will kind of come flicker or dim, get brighter, dim or get brighter. Uh-huh. Somebody's running a hairdryer in the, the room next door. Right. I've seen that. But coming on, saying hi, coming off? Hello. That's bizarre. I know. And the energy in the room was... A familiar, calming, like I wasn't scared. That same day, Roz, 
is the exact day, and I didn't know this was going to happen, Nazara proposed to me with my grandma's diamond. And I think that was my grandma saying, yoo-hoo, hi, you're about to get my ring, bitch. Wow. That's beautiful. Now, do you think your grandma would have, like, loved Nazara? For sure. Maybe she's been watching over and that was, yeah, a little I think so. blessing. I think so. Oh, I'm choosing to go with that. I think it's great. Yeah. Obsessed. That's beautiful. There's a lot of talk about what era we're in. Hot girl era, cake for breakfast era. Well, how about goodbye cheap razor era? Let me introduce you to Athena Club. You've probably heard me talk about them, or maybe you've seen them all over TikTok. Either way, Athena Club is worth the hype. Their award-winning razor kit has everything you need to elevate your shaving experience, and it only costs $10. It's Athena's thoughtful details like the magnetic hook for easy storage or how the blades are perfectly spaced out so there's less irritation. You'll even moisturize as you shave thanks to the razor's built-in avocado oil and hyaluronic acid serum. I have had so many problems over the years with razors and little bumps and uh, you know all the gross details. I have used these now for a couple of weeks and I have had no problems whatsoever. In fact, my legs are so smooth and moisturized. You get all this for $10? Are you kidding me? Imagine all this stuff I can spend the money on as I walk to the store with my gorgeous legs. Ready to upgrade your shaving experience? Switch to the best razor on the market and show your skin you care with Athena Club. Head over to athenaclub.com to try their award-winning razor and body products and get 20% off your purchase with code GHOSTED at checkout. You can also find Athena Club razors at your local Target store. Trust me, you won't look back. Happy shaving! Hey, can I share a story with you guys that I researched? Please. Please. It's an alien abduction. Great. My favorite. Now, you guys have been on three times. The first time we did some random weird poltergeist thing in England. And then the last time you were on, we did the Bell Witch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. This time, I thought we should take it up to the sky. Yeah, fully. So we've got a we got an alien abduction story today. And this is a, a real famous one. Some say the first ever alien abduction case, at least to get press and, and that sort of a thing. Oh, wow. And it takes place in Brazil. Love Brazil. You guys tour a lot. Have you been to Brazil? Not yet. We're I looking wish. to go. We have a, I have a crush on every single person that I've ever met from Brazil. Same. So I feel like we got to go. Oh, my God. Me too. I do believe they're the world's hottest people. Yeah, Brazil works. They really are. Mm-hmm. I personally, I am not Brazilian. However, my bikini line is. <laughs> my butt lift is. I'll say that. My BBL <laughs> my is. BBL. <laughs> so this is the story of Antonio Villas Boas. Though I will say, I don't know exactly how he pronounced it. It could have been like a Los Feliz kind of a thing. But most of the time when people talk about him, they say Antonio Villas Boas. Right. So we're going back to 1957. My birth year. (laughs) It's a little after 11 p.m. It's the 5th of October. We're in a farming area of Minas Gerais, Brazil. Antonio is a 23-year-old farmer. Now, there's not many photos of him, but, I mean, he's a 23-year-old farmer in Brazil. I'm just going to say. Yeah. He was a fine papi. (laughs) Hot. So he's getting ready for bed. He's been out plowing and hoeing all day. He looks out his window and he sees a white light in the sky. He's like, okay, (laughs) weird. And then he goes to bed like whatever. He then wakes up in the middle of the night and he notices that the light is out there still. And he's staring at it and it moves closer to him real quick. And he's like, and slams the shutters. He wakes up his brother, who lives with him, and the brother also witnesses the light until it finally leaves. Weird. Um, by the way, I should mention that most of this comes from conspiracyarchive.com. <laughs> okay. So, since it's hot outside, the brothers keep doing their farming at nighttime once the sun goes down. So nine nights later, the two of them are out there in the fields I'm, again, assuming that they are just absolute smoke shows. And they see a huge bright light in the sky that's about 300 feet above them. 
the aliens are like, we're going to need a closer look at these two. Hello. (laughs) The crops are blooming. (laughs) So it's about 300 feet above them. Antonio is real curious, and he walks in that direction. And as he's going towards where it is, because it's sort of above them, but not directly above them. He's like going over there. It quickly darts to the other side of the field. And so he's like, okay, playing hard to get. I see. So he goes to that side. It darts to the next side. And this happens like 20 times. And then he's just like kind of over it. So eventually it disappears very suddenly. He described it as if the lights just turned off and it was gone. Mm. So the next night he's out there by himself. Don't know where his brother was. But all of a sudden he can't ignore that there is a massive red light in the sky that stops directly above him. Now, this time, not 300 feet, about 160 feet. Ooh, very specific. Not half. (laughs) 10 feet more than half of the last time. Okay. Right above him. He later said that he didn't even have time to think about what to do. It was just instantly there. (gasps) That's a red light sauna. It's the red light district. (laughs) So he described it as looking like a large elongated egg with mechanical features. Mm. Love an egg. Reminds you of my ex. (laughs) He says it had three legs, and I'll say I once knew a Brazilian guy that had three legs, but that's a different story. (laughs) So it made its way down to the ground. He's like, I'm out of here. He starts booking it to his tractor. He says the tractor instantly dies. (gasps) I mean, it wasn't going to be very fast to begin with anyway. Right. You can't outrun an egg with mechanical legs. I know. Can you imagine? Yeah. I'm like, keep running. So (laughs) he uh, ditches the tractor and then starts running to his house. And he feels a hand grab his arm. No. He shoves the arm off of him and realizes that he is surrounded by three small figures. (gasps) He later described them in great detail, but basically they wore coverall suits that had elongated helmets Uh. and what he assumed were breathing tubes. Uh. He said that the suits were tightly fitted. He even said like around their buttocks and everything. Like there was a tailor for these. It was shapewear. Yeah. It skims. It 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 was skims. (laughs) Um, he said he assumed that they were uniforms of some sort, mm-hmm. you know, like they seemed to be on duty. So before he knew it, he was being sucked off or sucked up. Oh, okay. okay. Roz. Roz. Well, Roz. That's kind of foreshadowing because <laughs> some some stuff does go down. But he was getting sucked up is what I meant to say. <laughs> sucked up a flexible metallic tube. And before he knew it, he was in a square room on the aircraft. Oh, shit. Wow. He says it was brightly lit with no furnishings. Oh, that's my hell. Yeah. You think you could get a nice, like, piece of furniture or something to go with it? Just, like, dimly lit. Seriously, turn the lights down and then we can fill in with our imagination the furniture. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a maximalist. So, he's in this room and then an opening in the wall appears just like seamless, he says. It's just like this opening happens in the wall. Wow. He's then led into another room. The aliens, or whoever they are, grab him. And while doing so, they're speaking to each other in sounds that he says a human cannot even, he can't even try to replicate it. But he says it's like animal grunts of some sort. Then they began to strip him naked. Okay. Now, what's interesting about this entire story is that he said that they seemed polite. Oh. That they didn't understand him. He didn't understand them. He was like, can you stop, please? Like, don't take off my clothes. And they were just like, oh, like, don't worry. You know, like, they were kind of giving him the vibe. Like, it's okay. Like, he says they weren't rough. They didn't rip his clothes. They were, like, gentle. Polite grunts. Polite, yeah. That's nice. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I'm picturing I'm picturing the aliens from Spice World. If you guys are familiar with of course. the movie starring the Spice Girls, there's a scene where there's these petite aliens that are all in the same uniform with kind of like big crouched over heads uh-huh. and they're speaking this little language. I mean, I'm thinking Mars Attacks. Those type of aliens. Mm. 
I mean, both of those may have been inspired by the story. You know, this is 1957. It's a famous mm-hmm. story. Um, speaking of aliens and all of this, you know, I definitely think that aliens are aware of global warming and what we've done to our planet. You ever go to a thrift store and just look at all the VHSs and DVDs and mm-hmm. CDs? Like, just so much plastic that is now yeah. nobody uses. It's insane how many years of just that garbage is just laying around. Well, that's why we're running on the platform of VHSs, yeah. Rachel and I. And to oh. keep keep buying mm-hmm. them yeah, and storing them. Buying them, storing them at home. Our next special is actually on VHS. It's on VHS. It's called Two Dykes. One VHS player. <laughs> Cute. Vintage. It's, yeah. yeah. And everyone's into that now. Yeah. Everyone loves it. Back to the story. Okay, shit. <laughs> so he's now naked, but everyone's being polite. Right. Mm-hmm. He's getting sucked off. No, he's already been sucked up. Oh, sorry. That's right. They now cover his body with an odorless liquid. So, like water? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm picturing like KY jelly or something like that. I was picturing a more viscous. Well, it was a liquid. I I guess you're right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking of a jelly, but you're right. It might have just been water, to be honest. (laughs) You mean water? (laughs) It was something on his naked, hot farmer body. Mm -hmm. So he was then brought into another room, and he says that they took out some apparatuses and right in the chin and took some blood out from him. Why the chin? I don't know. Fascinating. That's where they took the blood? I guess. From the chin? Yeah, I'm not really bloody in my chin. I have such a bloody chin, but you have such a strong bloodless chin. (laughs) I was born with a bloodless chin. Maybe he had a butt chin. (laughs) A Brazilian butt chin. I wonder if that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know, that is interesting because these aliens are always sticking things in people's butts. Right. Right, why the chin? Maybe they were like, oh, this one has it on his face. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't even know what this man looks like, to be honest with you. Um, Okay, so he's covered in all this stuff. They take his blood and then they leave him in this other room for like an hour on kind of like a couch situation. And he's like started to get comfortable. He's like, whatever, Mm -hmm. this is fine. So then some like smoky gas situation comes into the room and he's starting to get nauseous. He pukes and then he says he feels fine. And by the way, this is such a detailed account. Yeah. And this is all like interviews that he's done later. That's This is where all this is coming from. So he is sitting there. He just puked. In walks a naked lady. A female woman? Pretty much. Do we mean a human? He says it seemed like a human lady. Okay. What do you mean seemed? Like, not alien. You never know. Who knows? Like, what's she doing in that thing? You know, like, maybe she's some lady that they found right. at one point. Like, he wasn't 100% sure. Well, he does describe her. Okay, something about the situation does feel like onlyfarmers.com. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> we got ya. Here's a Here's a lady farmer. Mm-hmm. So far, these aliens, they are... They're matchmaking. Yeah. It's Millionaire Matchmaker in Brazil. Yeah, no, they're super sweet. (laughs) They're like bros. Mm -hmm. So this naked lady comes in. By the way, I chose this story for this part for you. We love naked ladies. Yeah. Yeah. So he literally said that his mouth was open in awe. Of how pretty? He was like... (laughs) He says that she seemed kind of amused by that. Oh. Like, stop. He says she was absolutely stunning. Blonde hair, parted in the middle, blue eyes, high cheekbones, straight nose, pointed chin, probably filled with blood. (laughs) (laughs) He says that she was more gorgeous than any woman he had ever seen. Imagine getting hard in a spaceship. I would be so soft. I mean. Unbelievably soft. uh, The hottest woman comes in and I'm still like, I'm covered in an odorless jelly. (laughs) (laughs) And I just barfed. And he just puked. And he's like, boy, yo, yoing. He's like, sick. Holy shit. (laughs) Honestly, good for him. But she still seems to be like into it. Yeah. Um, he does get into more details. I don't know. Let's hear it. Does Let's he hear just it. detail his erection for like a couple pages? <laughs> <laughs> she yes. loved it. I was hard. She fucking and she was loved amused. It. Yes. <laughs> this story is very that. Now, this is again one person's account. Yeah. Which I think is very interesting mm-hmm. because from my experience surveying 
lots of people and hearing lots of stories. This is just a general thing. It's not always the rule. But I find that a lot of ghost sex encounters, people say, oh, my God, best sex I ever had. Amazing. Then aliens, it usually ends up being, for some reason, a man that gets his bus bus blasted. (laughs) Yeah. And he doesn't seem to be into it, he says. Right. Mm-hmm. This guy's story is like, yeah, she, she was fucking into it. She was so, she fucking loved it. The sex of her <laughs> life. Yeah, I bet that if we got her account, it might be a little, there was puke <laughs> on the ground and this guy was kept smiling at me. Yeah. <laughs> he said it was odorless. It was not odorless. It reeked. <laughs> it reeked. So, okay. Whoever she is, whatever she's doing up there, since you wanted more details, he says that he described her breasts as being perky. Yeah, of course. Well situated. I love when men talk about <laughs> women. Men writing about women is always awful. They were plump and perky. And she wanted it. <laughs> she loved it. But let's keep in mind, like, for the validity of this story, the more details he has, the better for him. Yeah. It seems like he has a lot of details about this woman's body and less about who actually took him. (laughs) Yeah. He immediately... He does, he does, he does. Um, But, you know, it's an hour show. I can't have every detail in here. Of course. But this stuff is very interesting. He says that she had well-separated breasts. (laughs) Well-separated? What What interesting detail. What does that even mean? You know how everyone loves a nice, well-separated chest. (laughs) I like them. One's on the East Coast. One's one's on on the the West. West. (laughs) He says that she had a thin waist and an hourglass shape. Same. (laughs) And he goes into a lot of details. I mean, he goes into details about her nether regions. Ooh. Let's get into those. I don't Incredible. know. I don't feel comfortable saying what I read he said, but I'll just say she was not Brazilian. Uh, Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the 50s. <laughs> so, yeah, he says they went at it for about an hour. And he says all different kinds of acts. They were having themselves a time. Well, <laughs> did she have a name? Yeah. Did he get her name? He said they couldn't talk and she wouldn't kiss him on the mouth. She was doing the pretty woman. But she would, like, kind of chew on his chin. What's up with the chin? Fascinating. Fascinating. She thought it was a butt. (gasps) (laughs) That's a rim job. She was rim jobbing. (laughs) She was not a human woman. That's an alien. That's an alien. Oh, yeah. He said she did not speak his language or she was also making the noises. Yeah. Um, But when it was over, she was called by someone to, like, leave the room. And he says that she looked at him and smiled. She rubbed her belly and pointed up, which he kind of, I guess, interpreted it as, I'll come back for you and we'll do this again or something. Hmm. But I've also heard accounts where it's like, she's saying, I'm going to raise a baby. Like, now I got your baby and I'm going to take it up there. That's kind of what I thought. That's what I got. Right? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Of course, his thing was like, she said she's going to come back to me. (laughs) He's like, she wants it again. Yeah. And also (laughs) one thing that I read was him being like unsure of like, I don't know if I would want to leave and like go with her. Like, I don't know if I want to have to deal with that. She never asked him. No, she's taking that baby. Yeah, he's clingy. Exactly. I I think she got what she wanted. She's like, I'm full. I'm hungry. I'm going upstairs for food. (laughs) You leave. Yeah. (laughs) Bye-bye. So then he was given his clothes back, and they brought him to the waiting room, I guess, again. And at this point, he's feeling great. Okay. And he was 100% sure. He's like, these people are great or whatever they are. People, I'm not sure. But they're not going to hurt me. He felt comfortable. I mean, he just did some nasty stuff and everyone was nice and they gave him his clothes. No one ever hurt him. This dude's a rube. (laughs) This dude is a rube. He's like, best. They're like, this was the easiest target we've ever had. I was going to say, yeah, he doesn't seem very smart. (laughs) Well, interesting you say that, because we'll get into what happened to him after this. 
So he says that at this point, they were all kind of like chitter-chattering and he couldn't understand them. This is when he says he really had time to kind of like soak up the area and like look around. And that's part of why he has so many details is because he was just kind of like sitting in this waiting room, chilling, like wasn't fearing for his life. And he was just like looking around and taking notes of everything around him. And he noticed an object that looked kind of like an alarm clock situation. And he was like, well, I want a souvenir. So he went to take it, but he got busted. And they were like, "Uh, uh, uh," but still, I guess not that mean. Then they gave him a tour. They're like, we want to show you this place. It's great. And then it was time for him to go back. They're like, tour's done. By the way, that's how Brett Michaels used to end Rock of Love. He'd say, I'm sorry, but your tour ends here. A hundred percent. Love it. Miss it. So they kind of signaled like time to go down, like get out of the way. The chute's about to open, pointed down or whatever. The tube opens back up. He's plopped back down into the farm. At this point, it's about 5.30 in the morning. So he says it was about a little over four hours had passed that he was up there. Wow. Weird stuff started happening to him for the next few months. He started to have all these pains and different symptoms like nausea, headaches, sleepiness, burning in the eyes, lesions on his body. And he went to the doctors and it was determined that he was suffering from radiation poisoning. Oh, shit. What? That he had been exposed to really, really strong radiation. And he underwent physical and psychological testing, started talking a little bit about it, but he was very reluctant. Because again, this is before, I mean, even today, if you told the story, people would be like, girl, no. Right. But like in the 50s, like this is kind of, this is before this kind of a thing was getting pressed or whatever. So he really was like, I can't be talking about this, but... He was talking to a doctor, a professor of medicine at the National School of Medicine of Brazil and the Brazilian military. And they were like, I think it's time that you tell the press. And he decided to. And, um, you know, he did a little bit of interviews and that sort of a thing, but then just kind of left the public eye and became a lawyer. No. From farmer to lawyer. Good for him. He had multiple children here on Earth. Who knows about up there? But he uh, ended up dying in the early 90s. Wow, young. And that's the story of Antonio Villas-Boas. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Holy shit. Roz, that was a great one. That, that was, was really, really good. Do you believe it? It was erotic. I feel like it's a dream that I've had. 
<laughs> really? Yeah, for sure. I think it's hot. I think so, too. I mean, you're like, oh, where am I? And yeah. then somebody is just like, fuck me right now. <laughs> I don't know. Would you guys fuck an alien? Or, or Absolutely not. Listen, I got four hours, to say the least. Yeah, what are you going to do? In four hours? Pop on Lincoln. I mean... Pop on Lord of the Rings. Wait, you wouldn't... You would not have sex with an alien? Absolutely not. I'm a married if woman. If you weren't married, if you're single... It depends. And you get sucked up... Are her and breasts... And you barf... Do they have enough... They're separate. They're separate, just how you like them. <laughs> and yeah, now I'm in. You're in, you would. If the boobs don't touch... I'm in. Then I can touch. Yeah, okay, yeah. If I impregnated an alien or whatever, mm -hmm. and now my DNA is up there, I feel like, don't I get, like, citizenship or something? Like You should. Because I'm the parent. For yeah. sure. Like, don't I have, like, visitation rights and stuff like that? Like, I want to go up there. Yes. It depends what the courts say, but yeah. Yeah, you I should. think so. I want to be able to have access so that at any point things are weird here, weirder. Mm -hmm. I can call up the alien baby mama and be like, hey, I'm coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that's great. I think it's exciting that there's a possibility of an alien baby mixed with human up there. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Roaming around. Yeah, I wonder what they look like. Kind of like, my dad's a piece of shit farmer. Never visits me. Yeah. I don't know. I'd love to know. Maybe he did. You know, he didn't do many interviews the rest of his life. We don't really know for sure. It feels like a real, like, love story. It does. Doesn't it? Like, what a weird meeting and then... It's giving Titanic. Yeah. You know, Aww. you meet, you fall, one leaves. It's beautiful. Hey, speaking of beautiful things, mm -hmm. can I show you a haunted doll? Yes. Please. It's time for a segment I like to call The Dolls Are Living. <laughs> so you all know... I go to eBay and I look at alleged haunted dolls. Mm -hmm. um, I'm spicing it up a little bit this time and I'm going to Etsy for this one. Okay. And again, like always, this is all chosen completely at random. Okay, sure. Is she a lesbian? Is it dyke.jpg? <laughs> uh, Jiha, could you please throw up the doll <laughs> that we have chosen today? Meet Kate. Okay. okay. It, it looks like Rachel and I combined. Dykedoll.jpg. <laughs> Dykedoll. Roz. Roz, you did it again. You did it again. Okay. This is Kate. Hi, Kate. So Kate, she's not a Bratz doll, right? But she's giving Bratz. For sure. She's like off-brand Bratz. Mm -hmm. Blunt bangs, the longest hair possible. Mm -hmm. Touching her toes. Yeah, touching her toes, which is probably filthy. Let's be honest. Her hair is on the ground. Split ends galore. Her head is, there's no way a human could actually have a head that large with that size body. Tiny. Mm -hmm. of, yeah. And from the back, that's cousin it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> totally. From the front, that's cousin they. <laughs> that was good. She has a backwards baseball cap. Beautiful face. Um... Nice separated breasts and um, a crop top that says DBS or something. Yeah, what is that about? Dyke baby school. Slut. Oh. <laughs> and, um, and then she's wearing like pajama pants. I don't know what yeah. that is. Those are plaid joggers, actually. That Honestly, go they rock. Above the belly button. That's something I would wear. Yeah. For sure. Okay. You have those pants for sure. I don't, I don't know about this. I'm worried about her wrist being turned all the way around. It's going to hurt. It's Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kate comes with a story. Okay. Uh, and Kate is going for $360. You gotta be kidding me. $360? <gasps> so the story better be good. Okay, so this is what this person writes about Kate. Meet Kate. Kate was a free-spirited girl who embraced her individuality and challenged societal norms. She had a passion for skateboarding spending countless hours at the park, mastering tricks and pushing the boundaries of her abilities. Kate's hobbies included smoking marijuana uh, and enjoying the occasional beer, which she says was a way to relax and unwind. Despite facing judgment from some, Kate remained unapologetic about her lifestyle choices. She believed in living authentically and refused to conform to society's expectations. <laughs> Kate's love for skateboarding, marijuana, and beer was integral to her identity. 
empowering her to embrace herself fully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While Kate's lifestyle may have raised eyebrows, it's important to note that her personal preferences do not define her entire history. She was also a compassionate and caring individual who valued friendship and stood up for what she believed in. Kate loved walking through the park hand-in-hand with her girlfriend. (gasps) At the time, being a lesbian wasn't widely accepted, and Kate received a lot of dirty looks from strangers, but she didn't care. She did what made her happy, and what other people thought didn't bother her. She, unfortunately, died in a horrible skateboarding accident. Stop. (laughs) She was 21 years old. Her story reminds us that embracing our true selves and pursuing our passions is a powerful way to shape your own unique history. Or her story. (laughs) Um, This still goes on. There's more and more and more. But basically what it says is she would appreciate it if the person that buys her smokes marijuana. Mm. Um, But if not, at least if they would give her marijuana offerings. Okay. But she seems like someone that is here to help you, you know— be yourself. and mm-hmm. So she was 21. What year did she die in? It seems um, there's something in here about the 90s. It says she looks very punk rockish from the 90s. Oh, that's more about her description. Okay. So anyway, she sounds great. I mean, I'm not like interested. I don't smoke pot or drink beer, but she sounds cool. She really loves marijuana. <laughs> yeah. And she's also like, it's not my identity, but... <laughs> The main thing about me is I love I smoke weed and drink beer all day long. I wonder if that's how she died. If it was like a a, skateboarding smoking accident. Yeah. I mean, you're going so slow on the board. Right. You're not picking up a lot of speed. No, I'm wondering what exactly happened there. Wow. I mean, listen, every time I see a dyke with a snapback Mm -hmm. hat, I'm like, somebody's going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be. Kate. Is it Kate with a C or a K? K. Yeah. I've only met gay Kates that are with a C. Really? Not I don't know many. gay Kates with a K. Wow. We need to do a poll. Yeah. We should do a poll. Lesbian Kates that are listening to this, mm-hmm. which one are you? C or K? I mean, I feel bad that she's gone. She seemed like somebody that would be a listener of ours. She seems like somebody who would be a really chill vibe. Yeah. Yeah. She's almost too chill. Yeah. But she's, she lives on. She's still here, you know. Mm-hmm. In this doll. For $360. I just feel so bad because if I bought her, she would literally hate my lifestyle. I'd be like, wake up, Kate. We're going on a run. And she'd be like, no, man. You guys would not vibe. Oh, yeah. You're way too active. Yeah. She's actually kind of more my vibe. I don't know. I could get some weed and just plop it next to her. Now, do you know if there's any interest on the doll? Is she is she selling? Well, it's Etsy, so there's not, like, bidding. Uh-huh. Mm. But she's up. She's posted. Fascinating. I think we should get her another doll. Like, who do you think that Kate would, like, fall in love with? Barbie. Kate and Barbie, that's like the classic high femme, toxic skater. Mm -mm. Barbie would break her heart. Yeah, for sure. And then she'd be like, I'm Shane now. I'm fucking everyone. She'd cut her hair. Yep. Finally. Everyone would be like, thank Finally. God. No, I know. Kate definitely needs a haircut. Yeah. She's giving more mask. She needs a haircut. Yeah, this haircut is not Kate. Mm-mm. That's the thing. Your skateboarding in your hair is past your toes. I can guess what happened. <laughs> the wheels caught <laughs> the wheels her hair. got caught. It got caught up in the spools. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the ultimate demise. <laughs> Hey, can I play you some ghost voices? Yes. It's time for EVPs or EV please. (laughs) All right, you two are masters, legends of this game. Yeah, I love that. You know exactly what to do, but for anyone new here, I go to YouTube. I find EVPs, electronic voice phenomena, alleged ghosts. Speaking captured on audio. I'm going to play two of them for you. I want you to tell me what you hear, and I will give you four possible answers, one of them being what the ghost hunter believes the ghost said. Okay. Now, again, I always do these very randomly how I choose them. Here we go. Uh, This one is from a YouTube channel called David Dykes. Oh. That is his name. Incredible. Sure. That's my name as well. (laughs) David Dykes uh, was at a place called House on the Hill. I don't know. I tried Googling it. It was just 
It's in a place called Kennelton, Indiana, and it's just a house on a hill. Maybe they that's what they call it in the community of Kennelton. I'm not sure. But uh, what is this ghost saying? Okay, this is a hard one. I'm not going to lie. I think the fact that his name was David Dykes had a little bit to do with it. <laughs> that is a hard one. I mean, you can hear a faint, kind of sounds like a little girl voice. I'm not catching words, are you? I know, it's hard. Any guesses before I give you some options? No, I'm going to need those options. Okay. I'm hearing like an S. I'm getting like, yeah. she's slinking. Keep that in mind. She's, she's what? Gay? Is it A, I'm going to sue ya? Mm. Is it B, I'm sorry, daddy? <laughs> Is it C, do you want to see what I can do? Or D, I don't know what was that, guys. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Roz. It's for sure D. <laughs> Roz. All right. Let me play it again. It's one of those. Okay, now I actually heard it. What'd you hear? I heard the, do you want to see what I can do? <gasps> Chills. David Dykes believes that it is B, I'm sorry, daddy. Oh, I thought I heard the other one. That scares me. Let's try it again. I gotta hear it. I'm sorry, daddy. I mean, maybe if I really stretched. I feel like it must be going in your headphone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You two are sharing headphones, which yeah, is adorable. Yeah, the listeners, we are sharing a right and a left ear headphone. I think it went through the left ear. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, here's another one. Again, these are all chosen very much at random for any guess. I don't do any of this on purpose. Mm-hmm. This one is from a YouTube channel called Lauren Lady Lover. Stop. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It is not. It is not. It is from uh, North Texas Ghost Society. And it is at the women's cell area of La Vaca County Jail. Great. What is this ghost saying in the jail? Let's try one more time. All right, let me play it again. You know what I heard? What? You know what I heard? What? You know what I heard? What? Oh, God. I heard orange is the new black. Overrated. <laughs> okay. <gasps> Trying to set the record straight. That's not how it is in here. Uh Uh-uh. But after the second season? Come on. Please. They're like, Pusey lives. (gasps) Maybe that's what it is. That is not what North Texas Ghost Society believes. Did they think it was A, come in and fuck me? (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. These are the options. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is it B, come on, I'm innocent? Is it C, come here? Oh, just kidding. (laughs) Or is it D? I'm in my ghost era. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Okay, it's one of those. Here we go. I think it's come on, I'm innocent. Yeah. They believe it's A, come in and F-U-C-K me. Stop. Language. The ghost society believes. (laughs) They said. They said that? I mean. Okay. Let me play it again. I heard come in. I don't hear fuck me. I hear come in. Yeah. Again, could this be not unlike Antonio Villas Boas, a kind of a thing where it's like the ghost wanted me to have sex with her. (laughs) It's a lot of people wanting others to be like, I need you. Uh, Yeah. Well, I need you. And I got you a third time. Thank God, Roz. Oh my this God. was so fun. Thank All I want to do us. is talk about supernatural shit with you guys. Same. Well, we just did that. So <laughs> now we have to figure out other things to do to keep this relationship <laughs> going. Um, you guys are constantly touring, always five cities a night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are you at next? What's going on? 
We're actually going on tour. We have 26 cities or something crazy like that mm-hmm. that we're doing April, May, and June. So you can go to twodikesandamike.com and get tickets today. They are selling out. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to get those quick. And people need to listen to your podcast. You guys are so funny. Your clips are always hilarious online. Follow us, Two Dykes and a Mike. Yes. Good clips, good episodes, good gay fun. I love you both. We oh love you. We love you, Roz. <laughs> Thank you so much to Mackenzie Goodwin and Rachel Scanlon. Go check them out on the road, always touring. Listen to their podcast. I love them. And I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends about the show. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! has been an Exactly Right production. Want to share your paranormal experience on the podcast? I read stories out loud and sometimes I'll even call you. So email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. You can send a DM or voice message to the show's Instagram at ghostedbyroz. Give us a follow while you're there. And follow me, Roz, on Instagram at rozhernandez and on TikTok and Twitter at itsrozhernandez. My senior producer is the startling Jiha Lee. Associate producer is the alarming Christina Chamberlain. This episode was mixed and sound designed by the eerie Edson Choi. My guest booker is the petrifying Patrick Kottner. Additional production support from the hair-raising Hannah Kyle Crichton. My theme music is by the spine-chilling Brendan Lynch-Salomon. Artwork by the spooky Vanessa Lilac. Photography by the terrifying Elizabeth Karen. Executive produced by the chilling Karen Kilgareth, the spooky Georgia Hardstark, and the frightening Danielle Kramer. (laughs) 